Don't stop recording. Don't stop recording. Yeah. What I need you to do for me, can you see me? Yeah. Yeah, I want you to do this. Get your headphones like this. And yeah. put them on the mic like that. Okay. Yeah. Don't stop Bye. recording. Get your headphones and put them on the mic like that. Are they there? I, I can't hear you now. Hello guys, welcome to Podfellas. This is Rob, and with me I have Scooby. Hey up, Scooby. Hey up. Hey up, duck. Um, so yeah, we're doing a bit of a hey up, me ducks. <laughs> uh, so today we're doing a bit of a, a bit of a different episode. Um, usually we do the year uh, with Clarky, um, but given that um, uh, the government isn't allowing um, people to mix. Um, we're gonna do a one-off. Not that we're we're against mix, you know, not mixing. Um, just yeah. to put that out there, you know. <laughs> we want everyone to be safe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we're gonna do a one-off. Well, maybe maybe not just this one, but we'll try and try and do a few um, episodes about certain films. And me and Scooby have got completely different tastes in film, so we're gonna take turns. Uh, I'd say suggest, but it's more like making the other person watch a film that they don't really, you know, something that they wouldn't usually watch. Um, so, you know, the, the the first time was my pick. Uh, so yeah. I, I picked Kids Kids by uh, director Larry Clark. Um, and I know Scooby's been bursting to tell me his thoughts, but I've told him to, you know, <laughs> should wait until we get on the pod. Uh, but yeah, I think first I should give it a bit of a bit of an of an overview for people that haven't seen it. Yeah. Me. Oh, I need to go, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you've got to, I, I hope you've got sort of you know plenty of talking in mind when it comes to your thoughts on the film anyway. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, kids, uh, a film from nineteen ninety five, um, set in the nineties. It's sort of placed throughout a 24-hour period. It's centered around this skateboarder called Tally, and his big goal in life is to have sex with every single virgin he can get near. Um, but there's a downside. Well, well that's a there's a downside, should I say that? Uh, one of the big issues of the film is that he's got AIDS, and I'm not sure that he knows that he's got AIDS. So one of his sort of um, ex- um, partners is seeking him, is looking for him throughout the, the the length of the film to tell him that he's got AIDS, and it's just a yeah a nice cheerful film. Um, different things going on. You've got the whole AIDS thing. You've got skateboarding, which was quite big in the nineties. Um, drinking, underage sex. Um, it's for me. It's probably one of the ultimate nineties films. Uh, now Scooby. What are your thoughts on this film? Uh, do, do, do you know the, the best thing about watching this film was, do you know how normally you watch a film that you haven't seen, um, but more than likely 
you've probably heard of it. You know what it's about. You know what actors are in it. Mm. Uh, it could be a film that everyone talks yeah. about, but you've never seen. So when you watch it, you kind of expect to know what's going to happen. Yeah. With this film, honestly, I'd never seen it, never seen a clip on it, never heard of it, got no idea what it's about, what actors are in it. Um. So when you said to me, kids, what's this film called, kids? In my mind, I was expecting a film, uh, maybe a bunch of kids, friends, going on some kind of adventure. Uh, do you know that? Have you seen Stand By Me? Have you seen Stand By Me? I was thinking of that. Well, you, you thought it was going to be like, like, yeah, like the Goonies. I honestly thought some kids going on adventures, like Stand By Me type, you know, they're going to go out into the, the woods or forest or something. Uh, and just kids being kids. Yeah. And honestly, well, so I've, 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 started the, the, I've started the film and you obviously you know what the opening scene is. They're literally yeah. trying to swallow each other. Like I've I've never seen nothing like it, not on a not on a TV anyway. Uh, or, or any kind of movie for that for that fact. They're literally trying to eat each other. No. Swallow each other the way they're kissing each other. And honestly, I paused it and actually just double check. Hang on, am I watching the right thing here? Have I picked up some some other film called Kids? Uh, and you know, lo and behold it was the right one. To carry on watching it, and just that first minute or two, like it's so intense. Like you talk about a film going straight in there. Do you know what I mean? And mm. um, I, yeah. I was taken back by the first. Doesn't mess around, does it? No, straight in there. Um, he, you know the, the the guy who plays the actor. I think his name is Leo Fitzpatrick. Is that his real name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he looks like. Have you seen a film called Superbad? Yeah, yeah, he looks like yeah, a, he looks like a kite in there called Fogel, uh, and yeah, I was I was taken back. The first few minutes kind of set up what kind of film it's going to be. Um, he's, he's the least he's the least Fogel kind of character ever, though, isn't he? You can't yeah, be yeah. apart from from Fogel. Um, and obviously, you know, you find out pretty early. Obviously, the girl goes for the for the test. She finds out she's got AIDS. And it's interesting that you said that you were not sure if he knows because really we, we're not sure, are we? We don't know. It could be that he does know. No. And he's just not bothered. It could be that genuinely he's not bothered mm. and he thinks that, you know, if he's got it, yeah. either he's got it or he doesn't quite understand the severity of it. Or he has got it, he knows the severity of it, but he's not bothered and he thinks that, you know what, um, you know, let's go out with a bang and just, just give it to as many people. Um, yeah, but then obviously you, you get an dark. idea. He's he's like this playboy kind of character. I mean, had that mm. film been made now, I don't know. There's, if you just look at some of the things in the film, you know, he, there's so many references to underage sex, and mm. him him particularly liking having sex with girls of a certain age. How he talks about him being fresh and this that the other. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> we hear that there's 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 the bit in the um, like I say when they're in the skateboard park, and uh, there's the two homosexuals walking by and they start shouting stuff. Uh, the amount of time they use the n word between them, you know, is, is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And um, the whole homosexual thing's got a, like a like a later answer because I remember um, growing up in the nineties. And people would always associate AIDS with uh, gay people. 
Like it was yeah. never associated yeah. with straight people and yeah. young people as well. It was never associated with young people. It exactly, always, yeah. Um, you know, the gay community. So that, you know, yeah. that's crazy, isn't it? And that that that's that that little part of that film is a bit of a you sort of twist it round, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was I was shocked. Well, I, so I, thought, it, I was I was expecting this kids' adventure. It turns into something like you know, deadly serious, and um. I, he shocked me, and I, I I wasn't ready for it. I just wasn't ready to watch something like that. No. Well, sorry about that, Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I'd say it's did, even did like little, it's even a little bit dark, and um, it's normally yeah, a little bit. It, it, it's not the kind of film that I'd go for. Like if I if I had to kind of watch no. a movie, um. It's not something that I'd enjoy watching, and it's almost a bit like Fly on the yeah. Wall because you see a lot of conversations without any kind of um, they're just kind of natural conversations you have that haven't really got a point, and the kind of how you would speak between friends. And so normally, yeah. when you watch films, each scene is 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 directed and scripted in a way where it's going to be like really enjoyable, and they're going to talk about certain things. And this was yeah. just like Fly on the Wall, where it's just literally a camera following him. Almost like a documentary type. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I read something because um, it was written by Harmony Crean, which okay. was a skateboarder. They were all skateboarders, and right. the director Larry Clark. He hung out with them for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and he met Harmony Crean and asked him to write him a script. Um, and he was only young at the time; I think he was about eighteen or nineteen. Uh, okay. But when you watch the film, you think all them scenes that you speak about, you think they're all improvised because yeah. they're so natural and raw. Um, exactly, they're, they're yeah. All yeah. Really scripted. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I think because like Harmony Kareem's in that world, all these, and he's wrote a script about the world he, he's in, and all the actors in the film, they're from that sort of community of skateboarders. Yeah. So it is. It is a very natural sort of process of filmmaking. And there's a scene as well when. He beats that guy up on the skateboard park. Yeah. And it's like... That was... He's beating him up, obviously being egged on by, by the crowd. Uh, I think a few other guys yeah. get a few kicks in there. And then just to finish it off at the end, he just spits on him, doesn't he? Which is more yeah, just yeah, to yeah. kind of sh- show off into in front of his friends, etc. Yeah. That was based on a real incident that happened on that skate park. Okay. A few weeks or a few months before. Um, So, yeah, a lot of the film, apart from this, maybe the age stuff, it was all based on, you know, real experiences. Yeah. We never actually know, do we, that if the guy dies or not, because they do talk about it afterwards. They do talk about it afterwards. And one of them says, yeah. oh, I don't think it was dead because I saw him twitching, etc. But we don't actually know if he dies. And I think there's a lot of things that are just left. And I don't know if that was yeah, intentional or not. You, you assume it is. It's not just kind of bad bad writing. Mm. It's like normally with films is even the little things, you get a conclusion and you get to see what happens. Um, like I think in, in any other film, you would get to find out in some way or another if that guy died or lived. Yeah, but there's a lot of open-ended stuff in there. Yeah, stuff like how the film finishes, you know, 
Yeah, don't give me away. It's, you know, it's... it's you know, they could, they, could, they, could, they could easily make a part two, really. Yeah, which would be even more um, horrendous, but horrendous in a good yeah. way. I don't mean horrendous. Yeah. Like, it won't be bad. It was just yeah. all the stuff that will happen and it will be horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. I remember watching it in, in college for the, the first time was about, when I was about 17. Yeah. Um, and around that time, I watched um, This Is England by Shea Meadows. Um, I absolutely loved loved This Is England. Uh, I love Shane Meadows. Yeah. He was one of my favourite filmmakers at the time. Um, and I remember my lecturer showing his kids, and I thought, like, this is, like, completely different worlds because, you know, This Is England is sort of set this side of sort of Derbyshire, uh, and kids are set in uh, in New York. Um, yeah. There's so many parallels within, like, you know, the, the story and, the you know, the type of directing, really. Yeah. Um, because you know you look at a lot of Shane Meadows films and he does, and I think I think to be fair to Shane, I think he does, Shane like is my mate. Um, yeah, to be fair to Shane, Shane. I think he does do a lot of he does do a lot of improvisation with actors where where Larry Clark doesn't. He did go by he did go by the script. I think there was one scene where them really really small children were smoking marijuana on the sofa. I think that yeah. was improvised. I think they just said just just smoke weed. And they're just filming smoking weed. Was that uh, almost towards the end where the fierce guy lights it up and then they pass it along? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they look like 10, don't they? It's really like striking yeah, watching them. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I think, well, again, I think if they made that film now, it wouldn't be this wouldn't be the same. No. You can tell around that time when it was set, obviously there's not that much to do. So that's all it was, wasn't it? Like skate parks mm, no. and and even like yeah. just before just before they go swimming. How the you know how we used to do when we were younger when you actually actually go and knock on for somebody, not knowing if they're at home, yeah, if you've even planned anything. Just turning up out of the blue. They always had the girls out shouted down, you know, do you want to come swimming? And then that's when the question of who's going, where you're going, there's no planning. Just go knock on for someone. Yeah. Um, and then there's um, when you when you talk about the things that we mentioned that you said the N word beating someone up, um, etc. There's when they're when they're out swimming and yeah, I can't remember I can't remember the name of the person. Is it George? Is there a George? I can't remember. Yeah. And he's and he's like almost yeah, yeah, forcing himself, forcing himself on the girl. Yeah, yeah. In this day and age, you wouldn't do that. Because any camera advance and uh, no. you, might the, you might have the police knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the whole thing as well. Like, there's something yeah. very, like, about these sort of young lads. There's something very primal about them. Yeah. Something. And um, it's all the way through the film. Um, like, they just rely so heavily on um, this sort of circle of skateboarders and drinking and sex and that's that's their life that's all they care about yeah did any of them i mean yeah. did any of them from that film go on to make any more kind of noticeable movies yeah yeah there's a couple of big actresses in that film obviously i think um even though i, I despise the character um the lead guy leo fitzpatrick who played tally 
Uh, like yeah. he, he did an amazing job. He was obviously wasn't an actor. He was just he was a skateboarder. Um, but I really think like that he plays such a really awful person to the point that he did. That's part of the reason he didn't get a lot of work afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know I read somewhere that he did come to England for a few years just to be away from Hollywood because he hated yeah. um, th- those kind of people. Yeah. 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 But anyway, the two sort of biggies in that film, uh, Chloe Savini, she was an American Psycho and Zodiac. Okay. Um, um, and I can't, I always get her name wrong, who played Ruby, a mate who she went to the um, gun clinic with. Uh, Rosario Dawson, she was in Death Proof, Sin City, and Men in Black. Oh, what a film. I used to love watching Sin City. I think considering the, it's a cast of, of non-actors, they're all really good in it. And yeah. going back to what I said about Shane Meadows, he, especially in his early films, he did use a lot of, a lot of non-actors. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe influenced uh, by Larry Cork. You can almost tell that there's something quite raw and fresh about the actors. And you know how yeah. in films now you get older actors playing younger roles. And they pull it off quite yeah. fine. With them, with this film, you mm. can actually tell that they are all quite young. Yeah, definitely. Although, I think the girl at the beginning of the film, I don't think she was 12. I think she was much older because that scene yeah. would not be allowed. That was, yeah. I mean, f- I mean, it, would I watch it again? No, but in terms of opening scenes, that's got to be up there. <laughs> like, you know, she talk about going straight in and, you know, forget the build-up. Like, we yeah. just show the audience in the first 10 seconds the kind of pace of the film. It sets... It's set to level, doesn't it? And it, and yes. it? I think it just hits that all the way through. I think it's that dark and that horrendous, I keep saying horrendous. I can't, yeah. I can't think of another, of another word, but it's all, that all the way through up until the end. Even when that bad thing happens at the end, it's, that's still that's just on a par with everything that's happened in the whole film. Yeah. Um, this is by no means uh, any kind of disappointment, but I just thought with this kind of character, they built, are they portrayed to be that this playboy and he just always gave a long heel to another. I was surprised mm. at the the lack of sex scenes in the film. Yeah, I think I think because it was set over the period of a 24 hour day. Yeah. I think that's why. I think it was spanned over a few weeks or even a few days. I think you yeah. a lot more. Um, I was gonna but, say yeah. Well, you got two in, so two Two and twenty four hours is pretty. pretty. <laughs> I know we couldn't that now, Scooby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I, I thought. We would have shown shown a bit more of that side. Obviously, um, he yeah. he, ma- he makes out as if, it, and he seems to buzz off it as well. That he's this great, like you know, playboy moves on from one girl to the next, tells them all what he wants, tells them all what they want to hear, just to kind of get him in the sack. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting that none of the sex scenes are like clean. Like in all the sex scenes, um, AIDS has been transmitted. Yeah, and and I read somewhere um, on the internet. Well, yeah, well, I suppose it would have been quite the same to, uh, if they would have used a condom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's the whole, it's the main point of the film, isn't it? Especially yeah. in the nineties. Like, do you remember 
I know we were much younger in the 90s. Like we weren't exactly teenagers, but do you remember the whole AIDS scare in the 90s? Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember walking to school once and I picked up what I thought was a balloon. And my older brother told me where it was. And literally for the next 10 years, I thought I was going to die of AIDS. But like, sincerely, I'm not like, and I remember that was like a big, big topic. It was what people, I remember doing like a lesson on it in primary school when I was about nine years old. Yeah. And that's how like scary it was. Did you never bother to get tested? What, because I picked up that balloon? Yeah, because you genuinely thought that you had AIDS. For ten years, yeah, I just accepted did, it. I think did, it was just secure, suffer, wasn't it? Then it was just suffering silence. Yeah, mate, there wasn't a cure, was there? So I was just thought, yeah. like, um, I probably got AIDS, and I'm probably gonna die. Yeah. Do you think there was any intention of any kind of message coming from the film from from the director and and the other people who were involved? But what, what do you think the message would be? Do you think you just want to promote safer uh, sex, or do, would you think? They just want you to tell a story and you just take from it what you want. Yeah. I think they've just shown um, young people coming of age, but the sort of dark side of it. Um, well, they didn't normally see. Yeah. Like, especially some film. Like, if it, like, talk about the 90s and coming of, coming of age films. You've got, like, Clueless, you know, American Pie. Mm. <laughs> They're the coming of age yeah. films in the 90s. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, completely left field. I use that term a lot, left field. Yeah. And I, and I think, I don't, I don't think the directors, um, he's, he's obviously no, saying that. I'm going to backtrack because I've, you know, listened to some interviews by Larry Clark, and you know, he, he does consider himself like quite a serious artist. Like before he made films, he was a photographer, and he released a bit called Tulsa, where it was like young people that he knew, and there were doing similar stuff to what they were doing in, in kids, like they were having sex, taking drugs. Like there's a few pictures where you got young people holding guns and it's just really yeah. like um, a, a, a different world really to what to what you see out of Hollywood. Um, and I think that one of the, obviously one of the main messages has, has to be AIDS because it was such a big, I think when, it, when he approached Harmony Kareem to write, write a script, I think the whole idea of it was was the AIDS thing. Yeah. Then they just created a story around that um, using all these characters that they knew. How many times have you seen it? <sighs> Recently, probably in the last 10 years, probably about twice. Uh, but when okay. I was younger, uh, like late teens, early 20s, I used to watch them kind of films a lot. Like I loved a film called Gummo, which was by Harmony Kareen, the writer. He was a film he directed. Um, um, not so long after Kids, really. He was only like a couple of years. Um, and that's quite similar. He's sort of set in this town um, where there's no jobs or anything like that. And it's just set around all these really um, edgy, loose characters. Um, yeah. And that that is more more of a character piece. It's not really really a story in that film. But when I was younger, because yeah. it was quite edgy and arty, I used to, I used to you know, thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but that them kind of films now, kids and gummo, um, I, I can appreciate them. I can I can, I can appreciate them from, you know, a different point of view, but I probably yeah. don't enjoy them as much. Yeah. Um, I think 
now having kids of my own, um, some of them scenes are quite unsettling to watch the older I get. Mm. Yeah, 100%. You probably yeah, imagine... So yeah, like I watched it. Go on. You probably imagine maybe what it, was, what it would be like if it was one of your kids in that position. But I think that's just something what a parenthood does to you in a lot of situations. Yeah. I think you think about kids growing up and you think about, like, you can think about yourself growing up and yeah. it's all, like, the nice things or the flowery things and you forget about this side to growing up. And I think this this film's just a really stark, dark reminder of, you know, coming of age. Yeah. It's the, anti, it's the anti-teen movie. Because there's not much... In terms of action, there's not much action, is there? Um, when you talk about visuals that kind of please the eye or even scenes, and it is all, all about the storyline, isn't it? Yeah. You've got that persi- yeah. persistent taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, that's quite creepy as well, isn't it? Bit the weird, whole film yeah. really likes... I thought, thought yeah, about yeah, it weird. Like, yeah, it probably wasn't even that weird, I think, because the whole film's just filled with sexual yeah. overtones. I don't think the worst, like, <laughs> I, genuinely, like, yeah. I thought that he was going to probably rape her or something. I don't know, that, that's just the... Yeah, yeah. That's just the vibe I got from how Because that's... was so persistent in asking questions. The whole... Fully, you know, beautiful and, uh, and et cetera, and, you know, saying, yeah. I used to date a girl who looks just like you, you remind me of her. And he just, I thought, hang on, where's this yeah. going? Do you know Jonah Hill, who was in yeah. Superbad? Yeah. Yeah, he, he directed a film not so long ago called Mid-90s, and that's set in the mid-90s. And, okay. And it's about this kid who, who sort of um, has got a bit of a shit home life, uh, and he meets these skateboarders, and he gets taken in by him. Um, and I think if, if you can't stomach kids, or you just uh, <laughs> you don't think you're ready to watch a film like kids, or like yourself, Scooby, you don't want to watch it ever again, so you want to watch yeah. something kind of like that, but maybe a, li- but a little bit more light-hearted, yeah. then I'd, I'd recommend... Mid nineties by Jonah Hill. It's a great film. It's like kids yeah. but with a lot of heart to it. Okay, maybe maybe that's going to be your your next you know selection, your next recommendation. No, no, definitely not. Because you'll enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> Are you purposely trying to take me out of my comfort zone with the, your film selection? Yeah, because it's just interesting to see what people people yeah. think about um, about these kind of films when, when they've not watched them before. I remember when I was younger, I keep bringing it back to when I was younger, um, but when yeah. I was younger, um, I've got a friend called Codfish. I don't know if you ever met him. Um, he, he is like a, a character out of kids, um, and he wouldn't mind me saying it. Uh, but completely, in terms of like films and stuff like that, just very set in his ways, quite narrow-minded. Um but I got him to watch a couple of um, foreign films. I remember one was Battle Royale. And because he'd never seen anything like that before, he, he absolutely blew his mind. So I do intend to show you some films that might annoy you, but I, I, I hope some of them will blow your mind. Yeah. When you say codfish, you mean the guy we used to go to school with? Yeah, it was in a couple of years. Okay. Oh, because we're, we're not mentioning names. Yeah, he doesn't. He loves it. He'll love a bit of a yeah. um, bit of a mention. He would. He'll yeah. never listen to this anyway. Yeah, um, he's hiding in a cave. 
It's a shame we haven't got Clarky because yeah. you, you could have told us the uh, the figures and stuff for the film for kids, and you know, we'd I've got of, the yeah. box office and stuff. Box office. Oh yeah, okay. I've got the box. But the budget is one point five million, which surprises me because wow. the way it's shot and the fact that they've not yeah. used any actors, it's like it looks like it's home, been made on zero. Off budget. a home camera, yeah. But it's it's made like it's a good film, like it's well made. Um, but when you look at the sort of production value. Um, so this one point five yeah, million in, the, in them days, and if yeah, like say if you look at the film, it's not like there was no kind of mad scenery where they had to fly to, you know, New Zealand or somewhere. Box office though, which even more surprised me because like, I heard about this film in college from a lecturer who just liked to show me these weird sort of unheard of films. The box office was twenty point four million. Wow. That's yeah. surprising. Yeah, it says into absolutely banged. I, I take it it was rated 18. Um, they had an issue with the rating. I forgot what the rating was, but I know they had an issue because I think it was originally going to be distributed by a company um, that was associated with Disney. Um, wow. So they had to make a sort of separate company just to get distributed. Because, yeah, because, you know, Disney can't be associated. Of course. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I think it was definitely, definitely at least 18. Is that a higher rating than 18? X-rated? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, yeah, don't we read out some Twitter uh, yeah. mentions? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I bought a lot of tweet out. Asking if anybody's seen kids get in touch with what they think about kids. The film. So the film, yeah. Not just not I just not being generalized. <laughs> we will call the police if anyone. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is from I do apologize if I've pronounced any name wrong. Um, but yeah, this is from Mijual Meza. He says, Larry Clark is an amazing director. His film, Ken Park, and his work on the book Tulsa is both haunting and fascinating. I think Kids is a good example of making a movie that has no fear and depicting issues that are difficult to talk about shines a brutal light on the subject. Yeah, 100%. And... Um... When he's talking about the things that you don't normally talk about, it ties into what I'm probably going to ask you. Do you think if they made that film now exactly the same, do you think there'd be any thing that they wouldn't be able to do now that they did then? I think the great thing about filmmaking, you can pretty much you can pretty much do what you want. Um, it just depends. It just it just it just might be hard to get. You know, a lot a lot of. Films these days are made for like you know Netflix and other other services, so it would be difficult to get get on something like that. Um, but I think it lose a lot of the qualities because a lot of the qualities is the fact that it was, you know, you'd have to change the whole age thing, wouldn't you? That that can't be mm. the storyline unless they set it in the nineties. Yeah, I just mean releasing that same film now, set at that time, so you know how it was, life at that time, no mobile phones, none of this, none of that. Do you think there'd be any issues with releasing that film? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it'd get released though, but I just think it'd be quite difficult. Um, I don't know if it'll be quite well received, like I've spoken about the film mid 90s. And it's a great film, but you know, not a lot of people have watched it. So we, yeah. we talk about films that, you know, reach a, reach a larger audience. You have to, you know, tick certain boxes, don't they? And yeah. this didn't then, and it wouldn't now. Still, like, you know, nowadays you get a lot of, like, there's episodes of certain programs that, you know, they're not going to be showing anymore because of some of the language used, some some of the references used. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, yeah. would, he get ta- would he get tangled up in um, kind of any kind of debates or, or, or opposition mm. for it to be released? But anyway, yeah, okay. We'll yeah, move on to right. the, the next so, tweet. Yeah, it would be difficult. Yeah. Maybe maybe it wouldn't get released. Maybe you're right. Because I know what you mean there. Um, but yeah. Uh, next one. Colin Davies just says, one of the best films I have ever watched. Almost felt sick at the end. <laughs> Which is something that Scooby can probably relate to. Did you feel, feel sick at the end, Scooby? No, I didn't quite feel sick. I was just in amazement at what I've just watched. Like I said, not really. Yeah, it's not my really choice. Because I'm one of them. Like if I watch a, a movie or whatever, I do. It, it determines how my mood is for the next few hours. Or if I watch something in the evening, yeah. it's going to determine how my mood is for the rest of the evening. Even to the point where how well I might sleep, you know, or something like this. So um, that's yeah. why I tend to stay stay away from these kind of films. But I'm glad I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it because now I yeah, can yeah. say I've seen the film Kids. Yeah. Um, ben Riles says the film itself had a profound effect upon me, but not as much as the soundtrack. Open my ears to Slint and Daniel Johnston, and I'm still going down those oral rabbit holes. They say oral. Oral, oral through your mouth, isn't it? You read that right? Maybe Excuse means about, about, about the, you know, maybe it means about the singing, about the oral. Yeah. We took new, new ventures in terms of what you listen to. So I think he, he's trying to say that that opened him up to maybe that particular band or, or you know, that particular song or that yeah. type of type of song, etc. Yeah, I did enjoy. I did enjoy the music. Um, I quite like anti-folk music, which is like folk music, but a little bit punky. Um, yeah. And punk music, and that's in the soundtrack a lot. Yeah. Um, I say punk music. I, I've looked into these bands, and they've like, you know, categorised as sort of indie bands, but yeah, I think they've got like a bit of a punk edge to them, which I like. Yeah. Did you like the music, Scooby? Uh, not particularly, but then again, it's not my, not my cup of tea. No. Um, if he's not Elton, not if he's not if he's not Elton John, mate, I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, that would that would really be inter- interesting, especially you know a couple of seasons at the end, put a bit of Elton John on. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that force says really powerful and raw movie. There's a couple of scenes that have stayed with me on a daily basis. Last but certainly not least, uh, filmmaker and artist Yoni Weisberg has said, I remember studying it in college. 
I can't really remember how I reacted at the time, but I know on release it was the scandal of the century. Now I think it would be pretty mainstream. What are your thoughts on that? Because you've mentioned about it being released now. Um, Yoni, Yoni thinks it would be quite mainstream. Yoni, did you say Yoni's a d- d- director? Is he a film director? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with him being a director, I fully take on uh, Broadway saying respect his opinion. And you know what? He's he's probably right because he. Pro- I'd say he probably knows better than both of us. But I just think like nowadays, yeah. you know, I mean, it's very easy to offend people nowadays, isn't it? And it, it seems like yeah. no matter what you do in any context, in any subject, in any genre, you, you'll always manage to upset somebody. And I just think when you, like we've mentioned, when you look at the use of the N-word, the, the, the mm. underage sex references, the forceful sex, uh, you know, stuff like that, the beating up, the spitting, you know, I, I, I just think it upset a lot more people now than it probably did then. But not to say that that's, that, you know, that's a bad thing. No, no, I think you're right. It's hard to it's hard to because I I completely just like agree with what you've just said and what Yoni said. So it's, it's I think it's just hard to say whether it would be successful now. No, oh, you're <laughs> sitting on the fence. Like you said, <laughs> I am because like you said, like 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 we said previously, um, you know, in terms of all the all the stuff that happens now, whilst you know, um, you know, certain things have been banned because of the content. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. would this be banned before it was released? Do you know what I mean? Um, or would 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 then the sort of filmmaker Larry Clark would he would he maybe dumb some of the stuff down or change some of the stuff to make it sort of suitable for distribution? Uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. What was the last film that was released that was really controversial and that caused a stir in recent times? I can't think of one, and I'm just wondering: is that because of no. what you kind of can't do nowadays? Yeah, yeah, because I, I watched a few in college, and um, even like some really old ones, like you know westerns. Um, yeah. I think you're right. I think if you know, if you're making a film, not so much the director, but definitely the people like you know the producers that you know the financial people that want to sell the film, um, they're gonna they want to make as much money as possible, and they want as many people see it as possible. So you know, there, there is certain you know guidelines i suppose um for films to you know hit the theaters well maybe not not so much now but you know hit these sort of streaming services i I, i'll tell you what's really interesting is nowadays you get a lot of actors and bearing in mind they are actors it's kind of their job or it is their job it's what they do for a living you get actors refusing roles because of how their roles are portrayed or what kind of character they might be playing even though they know it's just a film. Mm. Oh, that's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yes, just wondering. Like, it's very common you hear about now where actors are given scripts and they don't fancy the film for one way or another and they end up casting someone else. Film, you know, will do well. Yeah. And then you hear down the line that, did you know, you know, originally, you know, yeah, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be cast for the film, but because of his uh, views on animal hunting, he refused to play that. I'm like just giving you an example, do you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Like every time, like I can't think of like, you know, actual examples. But every time we do an episode for a year and we do a bit of research about a film, like you always find loads of people that have turned down roles. I remember That's what I mean. the last film I talked about was was Leon, and I think like 
uh, Christina Ricci turned down the main part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm just thinking. I'm just wondering how many actors now would see the script of that film and maybe not want to play it, some of the roles. Yeah. Well, I'll say that the the quite young actors aren't they? I suppose if the film's being made yeah. by Larry Clark, he'd still have he'd still make it very organically um, in terms of yeah. you know the the people he uses in it because I know I know like kids and a lot of his earlier films he did use a lot of non actors, um, but then he started as he was sort of getting a bit of success, he started using a bit you know some like names, um, but. In his sort of last sort of recent films, he did go back to using non-actors because that's the, that's the style of his films, and that's the you know that's the they're the films that have made him, I suppose you know successful. Do you think that if there is any particular role that, for example, a popular actor might not want to play because they can be a bit picky and choosy, and do you think that's why maybe a newer actor who's looking to make a mark will be more likely to take one of them roles? In a, in a, you know, that's controversial. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me just, I, mean, I, gen, I genuinely, Leon. yeah, I genuinely don't know the answer to this. So I'm asking you genuinely, when was the last mm. time you watched a film where a white person used the N word? But like, I genuinely don't know. And I can't remember that. So I'm asking you, because you sometimes watch these uh, films. So I'm just thinking. Um, the easy, the Pulp Fiction. I say easy. I just say that because there's a lot of the N word in all of Tarantino's films, and or yeah. a lot of his films anyway. Not so much as. But is it is it used by like know. a white person? Yeah, Tarantino uses it. So when you think of Pulp Fiction, what year was that? Nineties. Yeah. So this is your point. Isn't it? When you when you talk about <laughs> recently, that's what I mean. I mean the only. Yeah. Well, the reference I can think of is in, and he doesn't actually say it, but in, in Die Out with a Vengeance, when Bruce Willis is made to stand in front yeah, of the centre of Harlem with that big board. Got the sign, anti. Yeah. Which, so he definitely did. Yeah. Hit some things in this film. What what people are even not willing to do or, or wouldn't want to do or yeah. certainly probably can't do nowadays. So this is why I think it, it might be a bit of an issue. But I remember growing up in the nineties, and you know, a lot of people got into all that rap music and yeah, um, white guys. I mean, were using the word, the N word. Yeah, I've got no doubt that they were. I've got no doubt that they were, or anyone else for that matter, because it was part of the culture, etc. Um, I'm just thinking when yeah. someone portrayed it in a film. Yeah, but I, but then does the film represent the time? Because I've not heard this is the thing. So, so when you use that word for a very long time, either. When you talk about a film representing time, when you when you talked about showing the things that you don't normally see, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't think there's anything in that film that's that wasn't there at the time, no doubt. And I suppose that yeah. what makes the film yeah. so good. When I said when I said to you, it's like almost a documentary type. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. It's more it's more awkward to watch, isn't it? Because it's sort of really. It's a nerve, doesn't it? It sort of yeah. It 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 does connect you to all that sort of nasty stuff. Like yeah. I was making parallels in my head when I watched it recently. I was making parallels in my head, you know, to them people to you know people people are growing up. When we when you talk about the unanswered questions or unfinished business in the film, how the film ends, 
like normally, no matter what kind of film you watch, ends up having a like a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No matter, <laughs> and I don't mean the films that you watch at night. I mean just generally. Oh. <laughs> uh, any film you watch, you know, whether it's Fast or Furious, whether it's a rom com, mm. whether it's a, you know, any genre, it normally has a bit of a happy ending, there's yeah. a conclusion, and it's kind of everyone lives happily ever yeah. after. Uh, the boy yeah. always saves the girl or, or you know the world has got saved mm. by probably the rock because he makes a lot of them kind of films where he saves the mm. world but in this there wasn't really a happy ending so that's that's one thing that was quite different yeah. and that's why it's not my kind of film so you kind of did put my mood off for a bit okay I've seen plenty of films with these these horrendous endings yeah um but there's obviously like a lot, a lot of them. There's a message behind it uh, because I feel like with, with with what happens in kids, it does bookend the film, uh, yeah. And it sort of brings the whole issue to a point, doesn't it? Hundred percent. So what have you? So I'm going to choose a film um, for you to watch. I've not chosen it yet. I've narrowed it down. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously got to be yeah. something that I think you haven't seen. So if you have seen it, do let me know. Yeah. But I will let you know in in the yeah. next day or so what that's going to be. Yeah, and I'll do a lot of tweet again, ask people what they think of this film. Uh, yeah. But thank you for everybody that tweeted us um, their, their point of view. Because obviously, like, it's quite hard doing a podcast in the sense that it's just me and Scooby, and most of the time we have Clarky with us. But I think the, 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 the fantastic thing about film is that it's very subjective, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And it's nice so, to hear everybody. Because I'm not, I'm not, we're not right, are we? Like, our views aren't right, they're just right for us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nice to. They're just, hear, they're just views view. amongst friends, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I look forward to it, Scooby. I look forward to seeing what little yeah. little gem you've got for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's a bit weird doing a video one, especially in your room, because um, yeah, you have to be wary of objects in the background. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't anything in the background. <laughs> I'd only say that because I think recently, I think it was last week or the week before, this news reporter, or, or oh yeah, 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 person of interest, has become popular because she was doing something similar to, to us, but she was on the news I think live, and uh, she had a certain object yeah. on her bookshelf, which yeah. shouldn't have been there. <laughs> so uh, I did have a quick scan you of my to, surroundings. Yeah, you had to put. <laughs> <laughs> You've had to put all those away at your Scooby. Well, let's just say I, I certainly uh, had a bit of a clean-up before we started and just uh, checked, you know, what the camera could see. But yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's all fun. They're all on ground level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you hear something sort of squeak when I stand up, it's not a rubber duck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Give us a follow. Uh, Podfellas Pod. Um, that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're available to listen on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and other ones, like various ones. So yeah, give us a follow, give us a listen, um, share us to people that you know, and drop us a tweet. Like maybe suggest Scooby a film for me to watch. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see you guys soon.